The parent-child relationship is one of the most powerful relationships in our lives. When we're a child, the security, or sometimes lack of security, in our relationship to our parents can set the course and foundation for our ability to build and maintain healthy connections over the course of our lifetime. Now, because the implications of the parent-child relationship are so strong, having an awareness of how this relationship impacts us, well, it matters. It even has ramifications for our ultimate connection to God. And this is why we're in the third week of our series called Through the Years. It's all about the relationship between parent and child over a lifetime. And today we are talking about letting go. The parent's relationship with their adult child and the adult child's relationship to their parent. Now, if you're currently a parent of a child between the ages of 0 and 18, I would encourage you to go back and watch the last two weeks of this series. There's some really great stuff there for you. But there's also going to be great stuff for you today. My oldest son, Jake, is 32. My middle son, Mitch, is 29, and my daughter, Judianne, is 23. And I'm in the parenting season that we're talking about today, letting go. Now, sometimes parents have a really hard time letting their kids grow up. Check out these social media posts that I found online. This is 34 years old, married with two kids, and my mom still comes by my office and leaves a sandwich on my desk. I love the little note, the little sticky note, love mom, on the bottom of the sandwich. Or this one, I turned 21 today and my dad posted this on Facebook. I'm just impressed that the dad could still get the kid on his shoulders at that age, right? And here's another one, even though I'm 21, this is what I get when my dad makes me lunch. <laughs> I love these posts because although the kids are complaining about their parents not letting them grow up, you can almost hear the delight that they have and how their parents still show their love for them. Although these are funny posts, and we know too well that the parent-child relationship can either be a blessing or a burden, most of the time it's a little bit of both. But even if you are not in this life stage as a parent, you will be there. In fact, we spend the majority of our time with our children as adults, I mean, a mere 18 years as kids, and then hopefully, if we're blessed with a long life, 40 to 60 years with them as adults. So building a strong, healthy, adult-child-parent relationship, it plays a crucial role in creating a life of happiness and extended family connection. So if the majority of our time as parents will be in a relationship with adult children, let's unpack some of the ways we as a parent can be a blessing to our adult children. Jesus told this amazing and memorable story that gets repeated over and over, illustrating the relationship between an adult son and his father. Here we go in Luke chapter 15. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between the sons. 
Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, and he set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. And after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. And when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and he kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. So the moment a parent holds that newborn baby in their arms, there's so much hope. Hope for all this child will become, hope for all that they will achieve. But with all this hope is also fear, right? Fears that they will make poor choices. Fears that they will get into trouble, break the law. The list goes on and on, and it changes each season of their development. So the father in this story that Jesus told, he most likely had all the same fatherly hopes when he held that newborn son. And he probably had all the same fears. And some of those father's fears became a reality. His son asked for an early inheritance. He took his money. He left the family. He wasted all that the father had given him on wild living. The story spares us so many details. We can only imagine what wild living looked like. And we can only imagine the fear and disappointment and sadness the father must have felt when his son took the early inheritance and left the family. This was not the dream that father had for his son. Judith Vorst, in her book, Necessary Losses, she says this, letting our children go and letting our dreams for our children go must be counted among necessary losses. So from the moment a parent holds their child in their arms, they cannot help but place impossible dreams on him or her. 
and to have a successful relationship with your child is to see who they are becoming rather than trying to mold them into the idea of who we think they should become. Somebody once said it to me this way. They said, it is way more fun to parent the child you have rather than parent the child you thought that you would have. And with this realization, the lesson we learn in this season is to grieve. Recognize that things are different than what you thought and grieve the loss of what you expected. Now, here's what I'm not saying, because this could sound kind of depressing, but here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you throw your hands up in the air and be like, I'm not going to give my child any guidance or direct them in any way. No. This is discipline and coaching and teaching, and you did that in the early and middle years because that's what you're supposed to do. Yes, in those years, definitely discipline, teach, coach, point them in the right direction, give them advice. But remember, today, we're talking about the letting go years when kids are adults And in those years, you stop trying to make them into who you think they should be and instead begin enjoying who they actually are. And more often than not, you will discover this amazing adult who does things and accomplishes things that you would have never even known to dream for them. And a beautiful relationship with your adult child will emerge. And this leads right into the second lesson that we learn from the father in Jesus' story. Celebrate the child you have. What does the father do when the son returns home? Well, first of all, he runs. I mean, he throws his arms around him and he begins to plan a party, a huge celebration. Author Jim Burns wrote a book, called um, Doing Life with Your Adult Child. And he says, every child needs at least one significant adult who is irrationally positive about them. Your child, your adult child, needs to hear you say, congratulations, I am so proud of you, good job. And then, The final lesson that we learn from the father in Jesus' story is this. Stop. Stop telling your child what they should do or should have done. See, after the father runs to his son, the son says to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And what does the father say? How does he reply? Do you know how he replies? No, you don't, because he doesn't. What is glaringly obvious here is what the father does not say. He doesn't say, you're right about that. No son of mine takes all the money and wastes it on who knows what. What in the world were you thinking? Do you know that you broke your mother's heart? We didn't know if you were dead or alive. 
No, the father doesn't say any of that. Instead, he puts the best robe on his son, a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. All those actions indicate this message. Of course you are still my son. You will always be my son. I'm reminded again of this quote from Jim Burns' book. Withholding advice goes against our nature as parents. But unsolicited advice to our adult children is usually taken as criticism. In this letting go season, we as parents, we have to stop giving advice. Stop telling them what to do. It is a hard habit to break because we've been telling them what to do for years. But our ability to break this habit might be just the very thing that keeps our relationship continuing in a positive direction. I remember as a young adult in my 20s, I just remember where I was sitting and everything the day that my dad said this to me. He said, I will not give any advice unless you ask for it. I was so confused by that. Like, why wouldn't you give me advice? See, our children may eventually ask for it again after some years have passed, but only if we stop giving it without being asked. So three lessons from this story to the parent of adult children. Grieve, celebrate, and stop. Stop giving advice. Now, we have a few lessons in this story from the son. And these are for the adult children. First of all, confession matters. The son returns home and his very first words are, Father, I have sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. And he comes home with this posture of confession And this really matters. This moment makes all the difference. Proverbs tells us this, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. See, the son could have come home and blamed his father for not giving him enough money, for letting him go, for not being able to make it work, for anything but he doesn't. He comes home grateful and willing to be a servant in his father's household. The second lesson that I think we can learn from the adult child in this story is to forgive your parents, even if they don't ask for it, even if they don't acknowledge what they did. Now, how do I get that from this story? Well, Jesus doesn't give us any background in the story, but perhaps the son left out of frustration with his father. And we just know that. We know there's moments for young adults when they feel frustrated with their parents. The ways the father compared him to his older brother, for the ways the father tried to get him to be something he doesn't doesn't want to be or do. Perhaps he felt misunderstood or he didn't feel quite seen by his father. There was a reason he left. But part of the son's homecoming journey 
had to be the choice to forgive his father and return, to forgive his father for the many mistakes that all parents make. Here's what I'm learning. Most parents, they desire to do right by their children. Most parents love their children. And here's what I'm also learning. Every parent is not perfect. Every parent will miss the moment, miss the mark, disappoint their children from time to time. And every adult who's listening has the opportunity to forgive their parent for those misses, for those mistakes. The majority of the emotional work that I had to do around this topic took place in my 30s when I was raising my kids. And they were at an age when I that I was when my dad left our home. And memories rushed back into my head during this time. Remembering the moments my dad left, watching him pack the car and drive away, I was crushed. And as an adult, I became confused on why and how my father could do that. I thought things like, I could never leave my children. How did my dad leave me? My parents separated multiple times during my growing up years, but they never divorced. I never talked to my dad about why he left during those years. After my parents reconciled and I was in high school, I remember feeling angry and I wanted him to apologize for leaving us. But a counselor asked me one time, can you forgive your dad even if he never asked for it? Well, eventually, and it took some time, my answer to that question was yes. And I enjoyed a wonderful relationship with my dad for the remainder of his life. Paul writes this, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Adult children, do the work of forgiving your parents. Now I realize that some of you will never be able to reconcile with your parents. Either they're gone and it's too late, or your parents are not safe people and to reconcile with them would be unwise. But forgiveness is still necessary. Working through and letting go of the wrongs done to you, it's a necessary part of experiencing the freedom and the ability to love others and to be attached to others in a healthy way. Now here's the greatest news of this story of the prodigal son that Jesus told. And this is kind of a spoiler alert for next week, the final week of the series. But the greatest news is this, is God is our perfect parent. And when we invite him into, his, into our lives, he can actually be the perfect parent that we were designed to be in relationship with. 
See, the father in this story, it represents God. He represents God and the son represents us. See, once again, with this whole story that Jesus told, once again, the father is introducing us. God is using a father-son relationship to describe his relationship with us. And after you go on your own way and you take the inheritance that God has given you and you squander it, and when you finally turn and decide to come home, God runs. He is waiting on the porch. He's keeping an eye out for you. And when he sees you a far way off, he leaves the porch and he runs to you. And when you confess the wrong that you've done and you say you're not worthy to be called God's child, you know what he says? Nothing. He just puts the royal robe on your back, signifying that you will always be his child. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, our perfect father. God says, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Let's pray. God, I know there are people listening right now that have so much hurt and pain and brokenness as a result of the broken relationship with their father or mother. God, I just ask that you would heal that as our perfect father, that we would experience you as we are made to be in relationship with you as our Father, please heal us, bind up our wounds, and help us to move forward and to be the people of love and presence in other people's lives that you've called us to be. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.